Would you take your Bibles and turn with me to Isaiah chapter 43? Isaiah 43. Can we bow our heads just in prayer? Father, I pray that today as we look at your word, I pray that your word would come alive. I know your word's alive. Let our hearts come alive. Let us have ears to hear what the Holy Spirit would say to the church. Speak through your servant, we pray. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. I've been preaching a series of messages entitled, God is Making a Way. The last time I talked, to share with you, we talked about God making a way through you. In other words, God was going to use you to bring deliverance into somebody else's life. You were going to be a tool in the hand of the Lord. Today I have a word from the Lord for somebody. And it speaks to both the past and the present. God is making a way for you. But it's not a way out. And it's not a way around. See, a lot of times we get excited whenever God makes a way out. We face a challenge and all of a sudden God comes along and he makes a way out for us. Or sometimes we face a challenge and we really don't have to face it because God comes and he interrupts our life and he picks us up and lifts us out and we get to bypass that one. But I'm speaking to some people today that that's not God's way of dealing with you. And that's okay. You see, in the past, you didn't, or perhaps now, you don't get to escape. You don't get to avoid certain trials, certain difficulties. However, God is still making a way for you, and the way that he is making through you, he's making a way straight through. He's not taking you around. He's not sending a heavenly helicopter in to pick you up and lift you out of the situation. And the reason why he's done it, because he understands that he has prepared you and he's equipped you and he's empowered you to take you right down through the middle, like a big fullback. That's what you are spiritually. And every time, this is what God is doing in your life. I want you to hear me. Don't get upset about it. Hear me. What God is doing is he's empowering you and strengthening you so that every time you face this difficulty, the enemy begins to understand, oh no, here she comes again. This little 110 pound woman who seeks God and follows after God. Every time a difficulty comes her way, what does she do? She just puts her head down and she just comes straight for me, just bloodies his nose time and time again because God understands that he's going to lead you in triumph and in victory. He doesn't have to take you around because he's God. He's able to lead you and bring you right through the middle. There are some things in life that seem impossible to get through. Obstacles that stand in our way. But I want you to hear me again. The Lord's making a way for you. Listen to the words of the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 43, starting at verse 1. But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, he who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name, you're mine. Notice what he says. When, not if, when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they won't sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Why? For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. 
I gave Egypt for your ransom, Cush and Seba in your stead, since you are precious and honored in my sight, and because I love you, I'll give people in exchange for you, nations in exchange for your life. The first thing I want to remind you of is to whom you belong. The one who created you, the one who formed you in your mother's womb, the one who called you by name, the one who purchased your salvation with the precious blood of the lamb claims ownership of your life. He says, you are mine. You belong to me. He has a special interest in your life, my friend. And because you belong to him, he has a responsibility towards you. Because you are his treasured possession. He says, he is your God. He says, he is your savior. He says that he gave others in your stead. He says, you're precious and honored in my sight. And he says, I love you today. Notice what he says in verse 2. He says, when you pass through the waters, when you pass through the rivers, when, excuse me, you walk through the fire, the reality is there are going to be seasons that God makes for us, not a way out. There's going to be periods in your life where God makes a way, but it's not a way out and it's not a way around. It's a way straight through. Many love it when they get to avoid the challenges of life. But friend, God wants to take you through so that you can prove that God will be with you. So that you can testify that the waters won't overtake you. So that you can stand with full assurance and say, when I've walked through the fire, I didn't even get burned. And I'm speaking to some people today who've been through the waters. I'm speaking to some people today who've been through the fire. And as you look back, you can testify of how faithful God has been. If instead of going around a challenge, God is determined to take you right through the middle of it, I have some advice for you straight from the Word. So if you're not one of those people who God always comes and picks you up and just kind of takes you out of situations, if you're one of those ones who in this moment in time, He's taken you through hear me? He's taking you through. Listen, I know I'm speaking to some people. He's taking you through. You're not going to get to bypass it. So quit crying, quit whining, quit being a baby about it. You don't get to bypass this one. Okay. I don't mean that to be mean. You need to understand. You don't get to bypass it. In his sovereignty, in his wisdom, he has chosen to put you on display as a representative of his grace of his power and of his strength. And the principalities and the powers are watching. They're seeing. Does this person really have what it takes to go through this difficult time? Will they throw up their hands? Will they give up? Is the power of God enough to bring them through? And God has chosen you. He's put his stamp of approval on you. He loves you. He has faith in you that he can give you the ball and that you're going to just go right through. He knows that you have what it takes to do that. So the first thing that we have, if God has called you to go through a difficult time, our first piece of advice from the word is don't be afraid. Verse 5, do not be afraid for I am with you. I will bring your children from the east, gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up and to the south, do not hold back. 
Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth, everyone who is called by my name, who I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Why should I not be afraid? The first reason why we're not afraid, because he says, I'm with you. The reason why you don't have to be afraid is because the creator of the universe did not abandon you or forsake you. He is right by your side. He's going ahead of you. He's behind you. He's lifting you up. He's watching over top of you. He has you totally covered. You do not have to be afraid. That's what he says. The first thing he says is, do not be afraid. Why don't I have to be afraid? Because 1 Thessalonians 5.24 says, The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Why don't I have to be afraid, Pastor? Because Hebrews 13.5, Because God has said, Never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, The government's my helper. The school system's my helper. The doctor's my helper. The counselor's my helper. No, we say with confidence, The Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? In 1 John 4, 4, the apostle John reminds us why we don't have to be afraid. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Why don't I have to be afraid? Because it's normal. Jesus said in this world, you're going to have tribulations, but be of good cheer. Why? Because I have overcome the world. So the first thing we're going to do, the first piece of advice is don't be afraid. The second piece of advice is get ready to lead. Instead of being afraid and wondering what you're going to do, when you go through a difficult time, understand that it's time for you to get ready to lead others out. Hear that. Get ready to lead. Notice what it says. Verse 8. Lead out those who have eyes but are blind. Who have ears but are deaf. All the nations gather together and the people assemble. Which of their gods foretold this and proclaimed to us the former things? Let them bring in their witnesses to prove they were right so that others may hear and say it is true. Have you ever considered that God was leading you through a difficult place for a greater purpose than yourself? Have you ever considered that maybe... God is leading you through something, not just for your purposes, but maybe he has a greater purpose. Could it be that he's going to use these experiences for you to lead others into victory or freedom? Could he have put you in that very place because there's some other folks who are blind, who are going through it, and they need someone who has eyes that can see? Could he have put you in that difficult place? Could he have allowed you to go through that barren land, not so much for you, but for those who who can't hear in the Spirit, for those who are weaker? Could he have put you in that place to raise you up to be a deliverer yourself? Not just God delivering you, but God using you to lead others into deliverance. God using you to lead others into freedom. Could God's way of making you great Hear me. Could God's way of making you great and effective for his kingdom be not through bypassing battles, but through facing adversity and trouble and finding that you already possess the strength that you need to overcome? Is it possible that you have everything you already need in Christ Jesus? 
Is that possible? I think his word says something like that. That you already have everything that you need to live a godly life in Christ Jesus. Psalms 18, verse 32 through 36 says, It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to stand on heights. He trains my hands for battle. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. You give me your shield of victory. Your right hand sustains me. Listen to what he says. You stoop down to depress me. Is that what he said? To abandon me. What does it say? It says you stoop down to make me great. You broaden the path beneath me so that my ankles do not turn. Lead by example and show others that the brief sacrifices we make now cannot compare with the glory that God has in store for us. Maybe God puts you in that difficult place, that trying place. Maybe it has nothing to do at all with you, but he puts you in that place as a deliverer. Have you ever thought about that? Add another text. So we do not lose heart. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16 through 18. So we do not lose heart. Though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. Notice what the word says. For these light momentary afflictions. What does he call them? Light and momentary. They are preparing for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison. As we look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. Let's go back to our text, our verse 10. The next thing he says, he says, You are my witnesses, declares the Lord. And my servant, you're his witness and you're his servant whom I have chosen. So that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me, no God was formed, nor will there be one after me. I, even I, am the Lord. And apart from me, there's no Savior. Apart from him, there's no Savior. There's no one to rescue you apart from him. I've revealed and saved and proclaimed. I am not some foreign God among you. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, that I am God. Yes, and from ancient days I am He. No one can deliver out of my hand. When I act, who can reverse it? Our third piece of advice for you is if you find yourself in that position where God's making He, you understand, you've heard you understand God is leading you through. The first one, what was the first piece of advice? Do not be afraid. The second one was get ready to lead. The third piece of advice is go ahead and testify. Tell the person next to you, go ahead and testify. I'm about ready to break out into a song. Somebody ought to testify. In the previous three verses, twice God said, You are my witnesses. What does a witness do? A witness testifies. That's what he does. 
if you want to become a hostile witness, you don't say anything. But a witness testifies to what? What they have seen and what they have heard. What they have experienced. And I wish somebody, before you get through, you need to understand, you need to start testifying now of the goodness of the Lord. You need to start testifying now about the times. See, David faced this. Remember when Goliath came? What did David start doing? There's Goliath. He's so big. David knows I got to go out and fight this guy. And what does he say? He begins to testify. Well, let me tell you about the time that the lion came. And I tore it apart. Let me tell you about the time that I faced the bear and I destroyed it. Let me tell you about my God who's brought victory in my life again and again. And I see that you're still standing, my friend. I see that you're still here. I see that you're still with us, right? Why? Because of the goodness of the Lord. Because your God's already brought you through. Your God's already delivered you again and again. I'm speaking to some people here today who have a testimony to share. God's already brought you through. You've already faced challenges. You've already faced difficulties. And you can testify that God is good. Someone in this room could testify that God is a healer. Why? Because you went through it. You experienced it. There's someone in this room who can testify that God's the Prince of Peace. Because in the midst of your storm, you experienced the peace of God. It transcended all understanding. It didn't make sense. Yet the Prince of Peace came into your room. The Prince of Peace met you and your heart was overwhelmed with peace when you should have been totally afraid or anxious or overcome by fear. Some of you can testify that he's Jehovah Jireh, your provider. Because again and again, God came through. Your back was against a wall. There was no way possible. And God came through. Some of you have faced financial difficulties that you should have nothing. And God came through and took care of you. Some of you can testify that he'll never leave you nor forsake you. Because in the darkest moments of your life, when you reached out, he was there. Some of you can testify that he's a friend. That stick is closer than a brother. Because when no one else is around, he never left you. He's never forsaken you. Deuteronomy chapter 31 verse 6 says this. Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. And he'll never leave you nor forsake you. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 says, Don't be anxious about anything. But in every situation, whenever God delivers me, no. When God stops me from experiencing the challenge, no. In every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Take your Bibles with me and turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Are you in Christ? Are you in Christ? Have you accepted his sacrifice upon the cross and put your faith and your trust in him? If you have done that, you're promised a victory, friend. You're promised a victory. He's going to bring you through. Notice what this verse says, 2 Corinthians 
chapter 2, verse 14. But thanks be to God, who always, who occasionally, so it says, who occasionally, every once in a while, you win one, you lose some. So it says, nah. But thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ. And through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of Him. For we are to God the aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. To the one were the smell of death, to the others the fragrance of life. What does He lead us in? He leads us in triumphal procession. We are trophies of God's grace. And to some people, our lives smells like death. You know why? Because they're lost. It reminds them that they're lost. For others, it's the fragrance of life. As we finish up here today, I'm speaking to some people. I believe God's going to change your mind today. Some of you have been trying to avoid hard times. If we get to choose, it would be nice to always take the easy way if we choose. But in that, friend... You miss out on finding who God really is. You miss out on seeing. I'm talking to some folks who have been through some things. If God would have given you the easy way all the time, you would have never grown and developed to be the person of faith that you are today. God used those trials. He used those difficulties. He used those hardships to prepare you for his kingdom. And one day, when you look back, You see, I went through this, but you saw that while you were there, there were some other that God brought through. Hmm? There's some other family members. There's some other people who were lost a loved one. There's some other people, other moms who have been suffering some kind of sickness or disease, and they were going to give up. People have faced difficulties, and God brought you through it so that you could lead others and point them along the way. None of the difficulties we face are wasted. God uses them for his glory. So I'm going to ask you this. Will you let him show you that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells inside of you? Will you let him make you into a 115 pound, however much you weigh? I don't know. I'm not going to call out how much you weigh. I was using 115. That the devil is afraid of? Because he knows every time you face a difficulty, you ain't running. You're going straight down the center. You're going to walk with confidence. Why? Because the Lord's your glory. He hasn't left you. He goes before you. He watches over you. He's behind you. He's to the left. He's to the right. He's taking you right through. And you're going to come through and you won't even smell like smoke. Stand up with me, would you? Here's what the word says. And now let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. Because why? Because of what God has done in us. So today, if you in the past were poor, if in the past you felt weak, how about we just tell the Lord, Lord, I'm strong in you. I have what I need. I'm not lacking anything. I don't have to turn or run from anybody or anything because God is for me. And if God is for me, who can be against me? Father, 
I pray in the name of Jesus over this congregation. I thank you, Lord, that you have given them everything that they need already inside of them because the Holy Spirit came and made his abode inside of them the day that they invited Jesus Christ into their heart to be their Lord and Savior. I thank you, Lord, that nothing will harm them, that no matter what they face, no matter what they go through, you promise that you'll never leave us or forsake us. You promise, Lord, that you'll lead us in triumphal procession, that we are trophies of your grace, Lord. We are trophies of your mercy. So, Father, I pray that as they leave this place, that the weak would sense the strength of the Spirit empowering them. Those who say, I don't have enough, I pray that that would be taken out of their vocabulary and say that I have more than enough, that Jesus is more than enough, that the Jesus who lives inside of me is greater than any power of darkness any battle, any struggle, any circumstance I face, greater is he who lives inside of me than he that is in the world. I just ask you to lift your hands to the Lord. Lord, I pray as they lift their hands to you, I pray that strength would come down from heaven and fill their hearts. I pray, God, that their minds would be renewed and that they would think like God thinks. And they would believe, Lord, that they would walk in faith knowing that you have already won the victory for them. That nothing, nothing will harm them, Lord, because God is for them. God, your word says in all things, God works together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So now as... I pray over you, may you receive strength from the Holy Spirit to face difficulties and not just make it through the triumph. In the name of Jesus Christ, we declare it done. And everybody said, amen, amen.